Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians is a book about problems. After introducing the problems about spiritual gifts, Paul made a transition at the end of what we call chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31 reads, But earnestly desire the greater gifts, and I show you a still more excellent way. The more excellent way is the way of love. Chapter 13 shows the superiority of love over spiritual gifts. The point of our text for this week is that gifts are only for now in the church. Love is an eternal virtue. The gifts will eventually be put out of service, but love endures forever. Therefore, love is more excellent and more important to emphasize in the body of Christ. Gifts are useless without love. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, The Temporary and the Greatest. So when he mentions childish things, I think he would be referring to the characteristics of the infancy of the church, the body of Christ. The time of the apostles, the time of the new revelation, the time of tongues, the time of partial knowledge. When he says, I used to speak as a child, well, I think he's alluding to tongues which would sound like the ill-formed or hard-to-understand speech of a young child. I know when our son first started to talk, he learned intonation and facial expression long before he learned words and grammar. He could say this most incredible gibberish with a look on his face and then laugh. He just told you a joke. It's just that you couldn't tell what it was. Or he could ask you something and you had no clue what it was. That's childish speech. Well, if, if somebody is speaking in another language that you don't understand, your usual answer is, huh? What was that? All right, that's speaking as a child. Thinking as a child, that alludes to the, idea, to the era of, of prophecy in the sense of when there would be spontaneous and very real, but only partial revelation from God. The child is learning, but the child doesn't know everything yet. And then reason as a child, that alludes to the gift of knowledge, the, the collecting the, um, the, the things that were being taught, the intellectual activity that gradually accumulates information and continues to put it together for future use. All those things lead to maturity, clear speech backed by good understanding and an integration of all the facts, understanding a, a bigger and bigger picture than just a few things. That's maturing. Now, you have the book of Acts. It records an abundance of the signs of a true apostle that Paul mentions in 2 Corinthians 12, 12. Um, it has signs, wonders, and miracles in the very early stages of this new work of God that he was putting together, Jew and Gentile together in the church, uh, starting immediately after Pentecost. 
there was a marked decrease in the phenomena of the miraculous gifts during that time. Even by the time of 1 Corinthians, remember somewhere in the range 55 to 57 AD, Acts records very few sign manifestations. They were rare by the end of those 30 years covered by the book of Acts, and hence they are associated very closely just with the time of the apostles and and apparently even phasing out during that time. Thus, Acts, which is the book of history in the New Testament, records the diminishing of the spiritual gifts. The pastoral epistles, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and, and Titus, they affirm that as well. Meantime, you have the book of Hebrews. That's the theological description of the transition from Old Covenant to New Covenant, and it speaks of these miraculous gifts in the recent past tense. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 4, there were people alive who were reading Hebrews who had known people who had been in the time of the apostles. So Paul seems to have understood that the era of infancy and childhood and early reasoning, it was quickly passing away. Because what does he say? Well, look at 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. That's a very polite way of him saying to the, to the church in Corinth, grow up, grow up, Corinthians. So read on. He says in verse 12, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then, when's that? When the perfect comes. But then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will be fully, I will know fully just as I also have been fully known. The contrast is between what it's like now and what it will be like when we're with the Lord. That is, before and after the second coming. You can't be real sure about teleon in the previous verses, but you know he's talking about the second coming here. Now, ancient mirrors were not very good. They understood the idea of seeing a a reflection, but they, in, they produced an inferior image. And so Paul uses that as an analogy. By analogy, prophecy and knowledge have produced for us the Word of God, and everything in it is excellence. But it is inferior to the full knowledge that we will have in God's presence. When we're delivered from the body of this death, when we are with Him, Face to face. Now, since Christ did not return in Paul's lifetime, that period of new revelations has long since ended. The body of Christ continues to grow and mature, and it will do so until the glorious moment that He takes us home. So, until that time, our life in the church, the body of Christ, makes the best possible use of that which is the partial. What is that? Well, it's partial in the sense that compared to what it will be in heaven, but it's the complete Word of God. 27 books of the New Testament added to the 39 books of the Old Testament. And even this fantastic, inspired, rich collection is someday going to be seen as only a small fraction of all that God has for us. 
So my conclusion about the perfect is that I see all three shades of meaning as perfectly legitimate. Each one contains an element of important truth, but I think many of the interpretations of this passage amount to being more precise than Paul was, more precise than Paul ever intended for us to be. Get the big picture. The gifts are temporary. Love is permanent. Knowledge now is partial. Knowledge with the Lord is going to be unfiltered. So, one more verse. The temporary, that's the gifts, verses 8 through 12. Their endurance is passing. Their nature is partial. But now, the greatest love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. But now, faith, hope, love, abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and love is a very common New Testament triad of attributes um, that belong to uh, believers. Paul commends the Thessalonians and many others for their faith, hope, and love. All three of them are very important. All three of them have a certain guaranteed permanence, but that's not true of spiritual gifts. Faith, well, that, that trust in God which is the common ground of every single child of God. By grace, you've been saved through faith. Hope is our confidence, our assurance of the future in God's hand, our guarantee of an inheritance. It enables us to walk by faith. It enables us to endure all the trials and even the persecution that might come our way because by faith, we stand on our hope. And love, well, it's that great virtue. Go back and look at verses 4, 5, 6, and 7 again. That's the motivation for all the good things that are done in the name of Christ. All three, faith, hope, and love, are are superior in importance to spiritual gifts. But here's the final point. Only love is eternal. You see, faith will one day be exchanged for sight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, right now we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is the assurance of things not seen, the substance of things hoped for, according to Hebrews chapter 11. So faith is one day going to be exchanged by sight. Hope, well, oh, I'm sure glad for our hope. God has told us how everything's going to work out in the book of Revelation. He's assured us of our, of our blessed hope in Christ. He's assured us of our inheritance in, in, in 1 Peter. But hope is one day going to be exchanged for fulfillment when we receive our inheritance. We're not going to be running around in heaven saying, look what I'm waiting for, look what I'm waiting for. <laughs> it, it, it's there. But the greatest of these is love, because God is love. We read it in 1 John 4, 8. Uh, He that does not love does not know God, because God is love. So love, therefore, is the greater issue. Love is the more excellent way. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.